Mark My Words shares Mark Homer's contrarian views on investing, business, finance, economics, and all things money. Mark interviews the world's most successful business, finance, and money experts, as well as imparting his knowledge in a factual, direct, and no-nonsense manner. Welcome to Mark My Words, and here is your host, Mark Homer. Hello, Mark Homer, and welcome to a Mark My Words. It's August 2021, nearly 18 months after the pandemic first hit. I've noticed that generally the sentiment is quite positive. Banks are a lot more interested in lending. Surveyors are a lot happier uh, with house prices, and you know they're, they're they're a lot less concerned that there are going to be big falls. Um, I think inflation is starting to pick up. The governor of the Bank of England thinks it's transitory. He thinks it'll work its way through and at the end of the year, the number will drop back again. One of the previous members of the Monetary Policy Committee at the Bank of England, Andy Haldean, thinks that inflation is probably going to be deep-rooted and not, not transitory, which means that towards the end of the year, it could really pick up. Um, but he still says that interest rates are likely to remain low for an extended period, as do the Bank of England believe that, um, as do the Federal Reserve. So um, it, this will be very interesting. You know what I think about predictions? I think most of them are generally wrong. Um, I don't make macroeconomic predictions because um, I don't think they're particularly uh, reliable. Um, but we're noticing with materials on site, um, certainly... Uh, if we're looking for timber, uh, if we're looking for plaster, uh, if even if we're looking for tiles, um, you know, dry lining systems, um, rubber, all of that stuff has gone up. Now, maybe it's because sending a container from China to Europe now instead of pre-pandemic was probably about £1,500, a 40-foot container. Uh, it's now about £15,000. So that's got to have something to do with it. Uh, but clearly, lots of the suppliers are jumping on the bandwagon and increasing prices. Um, I suspect, give it a few months, um, some of that will have worked its way through the system. Are prices going back to where they were? Probably not. They probably always rest at a, a higher level. But as supply picks up, as it will do, inevitably, uh, apparently Russian, the Russians are, are cutting down whole forests. Um, you know, it's going to be the case that um, lots and lots of uh, opportunists, uh, opportunists uh, around the world are going to ramp up production. Um, and it'll get to the stage where um, there won't be a glut or there won't be a, a shortage of supply anymore. Uh, and I suspect the pressure on prices will um, abate towards the end of the year. So interest rates probably remain low. If inflation picks up, the pressure will be initially to reduce the quantitative easing, reduce all that money printing, um, and to maybe start increasing interest rates. But I suspect they stay below 2% uh, for the next few years in any event. Um, mortgage rates are the cheapest now long-term fixes uh, that they have ever been, uh, certainly in my lifetime. Um, if you go to Barclays now, you can get a five-year fixed rate at, I think it's 1.17, which to me is completely bizarre, but I'm, I'm looking forward to taking that when my, uh, my Barclays deal on my own home comes to an end. Um, in terms of buy-to-lets, maybe you're more like 2.5%. Um, I've got a, a few deals in the twos uh, going through at the moment, both variable and, and fixed rate. Um, 
and the job market is really tight. I think there's probably still 2 million people, around 2 million people still in the furlough scheme. At the end of September, that ends. So there is a bit of a moment there that's going to be, uh, let's say, interesting. Um, how many of those people are going to be made redundant? Clearly not a great thing. But how many of those are then going to be uh, reinstated back into the companies that they were working in or are going to um, move to another job? What we're finding at Progressive is it is hard to hire uh, for almost all types of roles. Um, <clears throat> I'm hearing from my friends that hospitality is very difficult. Um, lots of people went home in the pandemic. Lots of people are returning to cities, um, but they're not moving about quite as much as they were. Um, I, I understand that for the average person, uh, around the, the average person has around four contacts a day now versus ten prior to the pandemic. So things aren't haven't just returned to, to the way they were. I went to London last week, uh, first time this year on the train. Uh, if I'd come back at sort of five six o'clock ordinarily in two thousand and nineteen, the train would have been rammed. I may have even had to stand. Uh, loads of seats available last week, so not as many people um, travelling to London. Um, I wonder how many of those are allowed to work at home at the moment, uh, which will end uh, <clears throat> or, or may end. You probably noticed in America, the, uh, the the head of Goldman Sachs has has said, if you want New York rates, you come into work in New York. Uh, and I think one of the others has um, has uh, as as one of the other heads of the investment banks in in New York has said that uh, working from home is an aberration and something that needs to be corrected ASAP. Um, so they're the, the the sort of extreme side uh, in the UK. Obviously, um, I think uh, companies have been a, a lot softer, um, but lots of them want their employees back at work, uh, and I suspect there'll be more of a push towards that once it becomes clearer. Um, as Rishi Sunak said yesterday, um, the, the, the the lack of sort of relationship building that you can do over Zoom, uh, the benefits that it offered him when he was uh, a young banker, uh, meeting uh, more senior leaders and, and networking with them and, and forming relationships. I think collaboration um, is a lot, lot more difficult. Ideas, um, sort of, you know, those little conversations that you have at the water cooler or, you know, in the kitchen. Uh, there is value to all those and, and getting together um, and, uh, you know, having meetings um, whilst you don't want to be doing them all day. Uh, I think some of the benefits of that have, have been forgotten during the pandemic and um, over time uh, will become more and more obvious. Um, so I, I think all of as as we unwind out of this, clearly infections have dropped again. Um, it looks like this Delta variant wave uh, is going sideways or, or receding now, um, and, and, and deaths and hospitalizations seem to be going sideways. Um, so barring a, another um, mutant strain, uh, it looks like uh, the virus is going to be under control in the UK uh, before too long. Um, so therefore, business and the economy continues to improve. Uh, the property market is the strongest I've seen it since maybe 06. 07, um, very, very strong, um, lack of supply, um, lots and lots of offers. Um, the rental market is equally strong. Um, I'm hearing from our um, internal letting agency uh, that um, they're getting something like 20 inquiries for each property uh, and four applications. So it is very, very busy. 
Uh, and lots of those are for flats and for rooms, so it can't all be people moving because they want more space. Uh, again, this sort of media narrative that the property market is busy uh, because stamp duty has dropped and uh, because people want more space um, doesn't necessarily appear to be true. I think there are other factors going on. Uh, if you look at um, uh, other property markets all around the world, uh, the vast majority of the Northern Hemisphere, the developed countries, um, have property markets that are growing in excess on an annual basis of, of 10% price growth uh, per year. In fact, I was looking this morning uh, in the US, Detroit, 50%, Texas, something like 30% in a year. That's clearly uh, out of control. Um, it, there's only a couple of markets, I think Brazil, Indonesia, one or two others uh, that have been falling. So there's more going on here than just stamp duty dropping uh, and people wanting more space. I suspect a big part of it is interest rates dropping, uh, the amount of direct support that governments have given to their populations, and the fact that lots of people have been locked up for a long time, saving money, uh, which they're now using for deposits. Um, that is a, a big driver. And the fact that the banks are liquid, that the fact they're lending, unlike in 2008, um, has is probably one of the biggest impacts on this property price growth period. So public sector debt is over two trillion now. Uh, clearly, Boris has taken this problem uh, or instructed Rishi to take this problem, uh, pump 400 billion of the government our, our money into the economy and then put it straight onto the government's balance sheet. It won't matter because Boris will have moved on by the time uh, it, it, we, it needs to be paid back. It won't matter because um, when the it won't matter because when interest rates have gone up um, and um, the the real tough times, it won't matter because once interest rates have gone up uh, and it becomes tough to pay that money back, Boris will be long gone. Um, he has supported us um, and it's done a lot in terms of uh, the macroeconomic backdrop. Uh, but that money needs to be paid back. At the moment, they're increasing corporation tax from 18 to 25%, I think it was. Um, and there's going to be a national insurance rise. Uh, I suspect those two are just the beginning. Uh, they're going to come back to those who are earning the money to pay to, to get them to pay for the pandemic. So the FTSE has been going sideways for a little time, still about 10% off its height. Um, so the FTSE has been going sideways for um, a, a little while now. Um, it's about 10% off its peak in 2019. I think we're just above 7,100 today. Uh, but, you know, it looks cheap. Uh, British companies uh, are producing profits. Um, the FTSE hasn't grown like the Dow Jones or other international stock markets. And the UK post-Brexit has looked to be one of the cheapest markets um, if you looked at world stock indices. Um, so it's certainly my favourite area of investment. So stock prices, certainly in tech, um, have been coming back a bit. Um, the US is a lot, lot stronger than UK and Europe. So for me, the FTSE um, and the UK market, um, and maybe the FTSE 250, those medium-sized companies, offers a lot more value than US and international markets. So those are the markets which um, I favour uh, because they'll probably be least hit in, in, in a crash. In addition, I prefer, and the market's moving more towards, uh, you know, value type, um, you know, utilities and, 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 and the old sort of stalwarts uh, that provide income 
Uh, the market's moving more towards those, and that's what I would have invested in um, through the pandemic. I think um, tech has clearly done really, really well, uh, but some of that's starting to unwind as we open up. So recently, in my own portfolio, I would have bought Rolls-Royce. They've done okay, probably gone back a little bit. Um, most of the other stuff I would do would be in funds, uh, mostly in my ISA, um, which would be into sort of UK FTSE. Uh, I'd balance it off with some international um, and uh, maybe some some Japanese um, equities. UK residential property is growing strongly. Uh, the average price of a UK home has hit a new high. Um, and it looks like we're going to continue to see growth through 2021. Who knows what 2022 brings? At some point, this will run out of steam. At some point, <clears throat> the, um, the, the, the governor of the Bank of England, the MPC, um, may decide to throttle bank lending a little bit. Uh, they may also decide to pull back the QE and start to put interest rates up. Um, so it'll be interesting to see into next year what happens. Is there an imminent crash? It looks unlikely. Um, but it's very, very, you know what's going to happen, but you don't know when. Timing these things is impossible. I'm forever being asked um, what is going to pop, pop the property price bubble um, and what is going to make properties crash. The reality is the last thing that we thought was going to hit property prices hard, and maybe it did uh, for a month or two, uh, was the pandemic. It came out of nowhere. It was the black swan. The time before that was the credit crunch. In 2008, Lehman Brothers went bust. There were lots of other banks that got themselves into a lot of trouble. It, it was a big shock uh, because lending contracted so quickly and the wholesale markets dried up, so banks couldn't get funding. Um, so did we predict that? Could you predict that? No, the, the, the you know governments and policymakers and, and most of the banks didn't predict that that was going to happen. Therefore, it was a black swan event. Um, and it just happened. Um, the time before that was the exchange rate mechanism, uh, European exchange rate mechanism. Put Our government decided to try and defend the pound, kept putting interest rates up, and that created uh, a crash. So again, that wasn't predicted. Um, so to answer the question about what is going to create the next crash, um, it's just an unanswerable question because I don't know what the shock is. I don't know what this sort of black swan event is because by its nature, um, we don't know what it is. We don't know what's going to happen. And, and if governments and policymakers and all the people that are running this thing did, they'd fix that thing so that it didn't happen. I think it's always a good time to buy property if you're getting the right deal, you're maybe refurbing or developing to add value uh, to create that cushion. Uh, you're buying equities, i.e. shares in companies that are relatively cheap. Their earnings are a good multiple of the price that you're paying. Um, so I, I think it's always a good time to enter these markets as long as the thing you're buying, uh, the, the property or the share uh, or the company, um, is the right price. Uh, and there's always value out there at, at any given point. So that was my macroeconomic evaluation of the markets and the property market. I have been Mark Homer, over and out.